Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Welcome to Episode 7. I am your host, Erin Lafave. And today I want to talk about resisting the need for a perfect garden. Right now we're getting closer to the end of garden season and it's a time to reflect on what went well for me, what didn't, what do I wish I would have done. And one of the things that brings me to remember is a time and times in my life when my garden does not look or perform the way I want it to. And I know that many beginner gardeners have felt that their garden didn't turn out the way they liked it to be, were disappointed with some results, but not the others. And it really reminded me of a time when I was experiencing a very big time in my life where my garden did not look the way I wanted it to. And in fact, I wrote a blog about it called Resist the Need for a Perfect Garden. So go to fullcircleherbals.com. And you will see this blog with pictures of my garden when it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So sometimes when I'm unable to give all the attention I would like to give to my garden for one reason or other, maybe it's life demands with with kids, with caretaking, uh, job responsibilities have kind of overtaken things, physical illnesses, you know, things just don't look the way you want it to or I want it to sometimes. So one day, I have a very vivid memory of this. I was washing the dishes at my kitchen sink, and it overlooks my garden. So I was looking out the window at it. I was lamenting how little energy and time I had to nurture the garden in a way I wanted it to be. And I was feeling a bit disappointed in myself that I wasn't spending the time in nature I wanted to and recharging my energy reserves amongst my you know, spiritual sanctuary in my garden. And thinking of all the things that I had to do for that day, just trying to think of something that would make me feel better about my garden. Then it dawned on me suddenly. And I don't know what it was, if it was my own thought process or my spirit guides coming through or something, but I suddenly thought about this. Look for the spaces. I thought to myself, what does that mean? And so I looked at my garden as I'm still washing my dishes and I can hear the kids in the background and supper's being made and it's, you know, quite busy. And then I realized I could see the spaces in my garden. And that's what makes it a garden is that there's certain spaces open where certain plants and vegetables and herbs were growing. I could still see some pathways. It may not have been exactly what I wanted, but I could still see that I had a garden there. And I really felt relief when I realized that I still had a garden and there still was places that I had weeded and things were still growing and blooming. There was a lot of milkweed in there that I was keeping for the monarch butterflies that I was raising. And I was having a lot of fun doing that. So I could see the spaces between the flowers and the pathways and yeah, things were a little overgrown, but it was still there. And so my spirits kind of picked up and I thought, okay, it's not too bad. So, you know, it looked overgrown because the perennials were spreading and doing what they do best, which is expanding, which is what perennials do. And I could still see the pathways, the raised beds, the rock borders peeking through the lush garden. To me, it was my garden. 
to others, perhaps an overgrown patch of plants. To me, it was what I needed at the time, and I knew that next year would be, would be different. So I could still see that there was enjoyment coming from my garden into my house as I looked at it. I still had flowers that had color on them. I could see monarch butterflies flitting about all the time as I watched through the window washing my dishes. And then I also watched the squirrels where they scampering around. They would go through the fence and on the fence. And the plants were still swaying in the breeze. I mean, the whole sensory experience visually was was fun for me at that time too. So I would thought I was onto something when I thought about look for the spaces. There are other things to enjoy besides a tidy ship-shaped patch of photosynthesizing material. From the anticipation of soon-to-open butterfly chrysalises to the reassuring hum of the pollinating bumblebees, I can still enjoy the anise hyssop blooms. I loved the glow of the light pink peonies that were still blooming. The sweet-smelling milkweed blooms when they came and tart-tasting sorrel leaves. All these things still existed in my garden, even if it didn't look like I wanted it to. So my definition of a successful garden changed that day. And it can be many aspects, such as pounds of produce collected. Sometimes that's what people uh, value the most. And some years for myself, it's what I value the most. Sometimes it's the number of plant species that I have in the garden, number of herbal remedies that are possible from what I have growing for herbs and other weeds in the garden. And then sometimes there's more qualitative measurements like the joy and the laughter and the peace and relaxation and the wonder and watching my children explore in it too and asking me what things are and me being able to show them a new flower that opened or a new chrysalis that's coming. I learned this lesson from the garden today when I wasn't even in the garden. I was in wooden walls and even those wooden walls of my house and the busyness of my house couldn't keep the magic of those growing things away. I remind myself to look for the open spaces in the garden. Those are proof I care and tend for my plants. Those gaps may be smaller than I want, but the distinct shapes of plant bundles are still there. I take the lessons I learned from plants and reflect them in my life too. Where else can I look for the open spaces? In a messy house? In a busy schedule? Anywhere else in life that feels crowded with stuff? guilt, and mistakes. Where are the spaces? Those patches of quote-unquote messy and busy might be smaller than I think, especially if I compare those to the patches of success. So what I mean by that is even though I may not have the exact amount of time I want to do something in my schedule or I feel like my house is too messy, now I look for the open spaces, which means where are the evidence of success? So yes, I have some messy piles here and some dishes to do there, but where do I see the open spaces? For example, in my house, I'll see that the kitchen table is cleaned off and clear, that the shoes are organized, even though there might be messy places in other parts of my house. When I look for the open spaces and the places of success in my life, those seem to grow. If I focus on what I am doing rather than the guilt of what I'm not doing, then I have more self-esteem, I have more energy and time to keep expanding those open places like in the garden. 
So that's what I would like to share with you today and how my garden taught me a lesson and it still does continue to teach me lessons. And I call these lessons from the garden. Not only can our gardens be providing us produce of veggies, flowers, herbs, and fruits, but it can also be helping us reflect on what's happening in our life and what's happening in the garden and vice versa and bring those lessons to help both in any situation. So if you ever have an issue that you're working with or a challenge or even trying to think of an idea and get some inspiration, I really encourage you to go sit in your garden or somebody else's if you don't have one and just observe and look around because you never know when something in the garden or something you're doing in the garden is going to spark those little lessons that you can take away. So not only are we harvesting things from our garden, but we're harvesting inspiration and helpful lessons for our lives. That's why I think everybody should have some sort of garden, whether it's just a flower garden or vegetable or herb. I have all of the above and some of them go a little bit wild sometimes and then I prune them back a bit to not overtake my whole entire yard. But they're just so fascinating to have and many lessons have been provided for me in these landscapes. If you'd like to share something that you've learned from your garden, feel free to email me at fullcircleherbals at gmail.com. Thank you for joining the Herbs Podcast. Please connect with me on fullcircleherbals.com or at the Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals. I'd be happy to receive suggestions for future podcast topics.